0: Get right to, to go, with it it's our to fantasy go. quarterback breakdown here on the Fantistics Insider Football Podcast. I'm Dan Claskins. He's James Adams. We're back to get you ready for the upcoming fantasy season. Insiderfootball.com. That's our website. We can find the podcast, all the tools to win this season. And, of course, catch James and I. We're back weekend mornings all summer long over on Sirius XM Fantasy Channel 87. James, let's get right to it, man. The quarterback position, obviously, an important one, and dude, in the drafts we've already been in, we're seeing it be more and more of a
1: priority for owners to go a little earlier in the draft. I mean, I don't know if it's it's a strategy or a mistake, but I've actually seen some people going with two quarterbacks extremely early, and I guess the point of that is if it was a mistake or not, I'm not 100% sure, which I would assume in an auto draft pick in years past, that just speaks to the way the position is certainly screaming up the draft board.
0: Yeah, and we've had a lot of drafts. We'll be drafting, of course, all summer long as we get into our mock drafts. Our, we're already in best ball drafts soon, our season-long drafts. And, uh, James, I'll tell you, right now, you every draft, really, depending on the format, depending on the league, like every position, that really dictates how you want to attack the quarterback position. And while we see ADP changing a little bit, Still, really, it depends on the format of how much emphasis you need to put on it. Let's start with just regular old 12-team, one-quarterback leagues and, you know, redraft formats here. Obviously, like every position, we're looking at tiers, and I don't think quarterbacks any different.
1: No, it's, I mean, you're going to have your tiers, and, you know, outside of uh, four-point or six-point passing touchdowns, I think your tiers are going to stay pretty much the same, whether it's super flex or not. 14, 12 teams, what have you. Uh, but you definitely want to have tiers. And, you know, then once you get into, you know, what the breakdown of uh, of what kind of league you're in, boy, the way you w- which tier is your favorite to attack really can change from best ball to the 12. You know, you say the typical 12 teamer, which I'm not sure because I've been so entrenched in best ball. I'm not so sure what my buddies league 12 team uh, draft strategy is going to be just yet. I think I know. But Gosh, you can well, change I can tell you, you that there.
0: the industry drafts, even in regular formats, are certainly going with the quarterbacks going a little bit earlier as well. We're seeing it even reflective in the high stakes ADP right now. So I definitely think for me, I, I don't want to stream quarterback anymore if I can avoid it. So I want to get one of those top One tier one or tier two quarterbacks, but maybe more on the back end of that. We shall see. I like diversity as I do it across leagues. Let's talk a little bit about these super flex formats or maybe even 10 team two quarterback leagues. Uh, How do you approach the position in that type
1: of format? You know, I just had a, uh, a a super flex dynasty draft, so certainly you're adding a new wrinkle when you uh, put in dynasty, and it was an auction for that matter too. You know, I, I think uh, you can overvalue the quarterback position in one of those and leave yourself barren elsewhere. There are teams that will attack trying to get three quarterbacks, and I don't know if that's the philosophy. I'd like to have one of the high-end quarterbacks, but I don't have to. But I think what I really want to have is two top 15 to top 17 quarterbacks and be okay if I maybe don't have the greatest upside with one of them, but I'm really safe and secure at that position while still having the ability to attack the other positions. And then the question is, do you want a third quarterback uh, when you do that? And boy, I think I'm kind of finding that my answer is no, quite frankly, unless one just slides way late to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, lots of ways to slice it. For me, in Superflex, the earlier I go on QB1, the later I'm going to go on QB2. That's more than in any format, I feel that way about the position. I do like depth, though, so I'll probably carry the third quarterback, and especially if it's a best ball format. I don't want to, I mean, now we're getting away from the Superflex and going back to a different format here, but depth is good there because you can't add guys off the waiver wire and you know if you got six or seven receivers one injury doesn't necessarily sink the ship if you got two qbs one injury very well could so i definitely think in those formats now in a higher stakes or a a larger pool you want to have some diversities maybe you want to carry those extra receivers and those darts that you hope you have unique ownership of or something of that sort but in a regular best ball format no i like the depth uh, there as well. And Dynasty, you hit it on that. So let's wrap it up there with your thoughts on drafting a Dynasty quarterback. And I'm just talking in a one QB setup here.
1: I mean, I, I think I'm looking for a middle aged quarterback that's going to be forgotten because he doesn't offer a ton of upside in, in a format like that and spend my high end assets elsewhere. Give me a guy like Jared Goff in a Dynasty league right now. It's not sexy, but it doesn't cost anything. Maybe you're looking towards the future because we have a good-looking draft class coming up. Haven't had those necessarily in the last couple of years. So I think it depends on who you decide to start as your quarterback. And, of course, that's dependent on what your anchor positions are elsewhere. You know, did you go high-end RB or receiver? But, look, if I can get a Joe Burrow, a Patrick Mahomes, a young star, and it's not an an incredibly over valued price, like in an auction, you know, in a draft, obviously you get them in the right spot and you roll Justin Herbert as well. I'm with it. But I think that, uh, particularly in these dynasty leagues where some of these young quarterbacks, when we see them at the top of the board, hurts, Hurts and Fields and Jackson as well. If people are going to overpay for them, give me the, give me the Jared Goff, give me, uh, you know, fellas like that. And, uh, and I'll, I'll be a Dak Prescott and I'll be happy to have then superstars elsewhere.
0: Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. And in terms of dynasty and quarterback, as it appeals to the value too, I mean, this is a position you can get a decade plus out of, right? So that's why, as you said, the middle-aged guy still has the long tooth that you might not expect in some of these other things. And on the flip side of it, uh, you know, you can... The, therefore not have to sink the ship so quick and get rid of things on down the stretch. Uh, you know, like you would a running back like, Hey, mm-hmm. running back getting ready to turn 30 in dynasty. You're basically might as well cut the dude. Yeah. Uh, to where at the quarterback position, it could just be beginning. That said, uh, I definitely like, like any format, especially, you know, if I'm going to have a dynasty team and build around. It should be nice to have a young stud like Burrow or Herbert or one of these, other guys, I wouldn't hate playing from that spot either. But Mm-mm. all right, uh, we've talked our way through various strategies at the position, and as always, you should know your league rules. The final thing we'll really talk about here, James, I think the biggest way we look at this is the rushing quarterbacks, right? If you're getting more for rushing touchdowns and passing touchdowns, man, those points add up quick,
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you get some real unique leagues where there's, uh, you know, how much are you losing for interceptions. Is there any bonus for completions, completion percentage, anything in that regard? Keep your eye on. But, yeah, I mean, uh, to that point, you know, make sure if you're in a six-point passing touchdown league with as many passing touchdowns as there are to go around, it, one, elevates a guy like Mahomes, who's probably going to throw well over 40 yet again. And it also elevates the other guys, like I just mentioned, uh, who maybe don't have the rushing floor, but are going to throw for a few more passing touchdowns, or at least they're going to have equal equal value in those they're not going to throw for more but they're going to have equal value
0: fair enough let's move on to some other things on the list as we take our deep dive in here at the quarterback position and let's start with some of the fun stuff some players that we feel could be poised for a breakout and by breakout maybe they've already had some success but maybe there's going to even be more than we're thinking they're going to have this year and James, uh, as we look at the Tier 1, Tier 2, it's hard to really find a quarterback that hasn't already hit that mark. So you're getting a little bit down the board. But of the quarterbacks going in that back half of Round 10 that really have a ceiling that, frankly, is still a little bit of an unknown and intriguing to me, we, I think we have to start with Trevor Lawrence in this surging Jacksonville Jaguar team, especially in this weak, weak AFC South where they're going to toast uh, – How big of a season? I mean, what is Trevor
1: Lawrence's ceiling if he were to hit it this year? Because the division's not great, there might be a cap on some of the biggest games with some big fourth quarter leads and nobody, uh, you know, battling back against him. But I mean, I think like how big of a ceiling? Maybe 40 touchdowns isn't crazy to look at, uh, especially if ETN scoring a few of his touchdowns via the air and not on the ground. Uh, Trevor Lawrence might run for a few himself, too. Don't forget that. I mean, I don't think 4,500 yards is out of the realm of possibility. I don't think 5,000 is part of his ceiling, but getting above 4,500 I think could be. Now we're talking talking the max, but I think it's there.
0: Yeah, and I mean, when you look at the game logs, you go back and you look at last season, I mean, it's fair to say he isn't yet a top-tier quarterback. I mean, we all agree with that, but I definitely think he's – on the cusp of it. And especially down the stretch last season, I mean, it was pretty spectacular. Uh, Just looking at the numbers in his final 10 games, this is including the playoffs. Now he averaged 254 passing yards, 19 touchdowns. He also averaged 17 rushing yards in those games with another two D, uh, two D, excuse me, two touchdowns. So, from your perspective, what you're saying there, you're going to get some sneaky rushing production. It was showing there, but he didn't turn the ball over a ton either, James. He really took care of it. Now he gets a guy like Calvin Ridley. They add a little bit more on the offensive line. They've got another running back to help move the chains and the rookie, Bigsby. Uh, I mean, offensive line still is a concern here, uh, especially when they're losing a guy with uh, to Kansas City. I know they lost. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on dude's name right now, but – I definitely think that could be a problem there. But, I mean, right now, Trevor Lawrence is number seven in my ranks uh, and could move up the board. I definitely think he's in for big things. Let's talk about another young quarterback that made some splashes last year. Wasn't quite as great, but especially when you look at uh, some of the stats early in the year. But Justin Fields getting a lot of buzz, definitely going in those top seven, eight QBs in the drafts we're talking about here. I'm just looking at the underdog ADP over the past week and right now Justin Fields he's getting drafted pick 49 overall QB six off the board and this was for a guy that I mean he was averaging a league low 150 yards while taking sacks on almost 15 percent of his plays uh at points last year so uh there is some concerns but I know we're already different on him because I like the ceiling (laughs) of Fields what his rushing brings and now the added weapon of DJ Moore and the rest of this cast so He's a guy, James, I definitely feel like could have a big step ahead this year if everything
1: goes right in the Windy City. Oh, he certainly could. I mean, what everything you said is accurate. He could. Uh, the addition of DJ Moore is big. I mean, is Moore and Komet enough in the receiving core for that team? It
0: allows Darnell Mooney to be Darnell Mooney.
1: Yeah, And but, I don't think uh, that
0: people are talking about the running backs as much. I mean, they have a few decent running backs
1: there. Yeah, I mean, I... I don't know that they do have a few decent running backs. I mean, when we get to the running back show, the guy well, that's going 49th and third out—you would of the expect backfield. the
0: Bears from. I think where we differ is I'm anticipating the Bears to be playing from behind, right? I mean, just look at their own division a little bit. I don't know the either way. I mean, Fields is a guy that definitely fits the ceiling, as is the next guy sure. that we'll get to. But I mean, I definitely want to finish up on Fields in terms of. You can't argue about the floor he brings just with the rushing numbers alone, man. I mean, if he's, not, he's definitely going to run the football and run for some big plays.
1: Yeah, he is, and you're absolutely right about that. I guess I just worry about it becoming so stagnant, and if a quarterback is just running, they're not completing enough passes.
0: Dude, Tim Tebow was QB5 for points of his rookie season. How,
1: how long did that last, though? It lasted What's, long enough. It I'm, lasted, just wait, I, I'm just not worried. I'm worried about the staying power. Is that a guy that I want to invest in early round draft pick? Is he going to be healthy by doing that? It, it, Is he going to be prov- still playing? I mean, right I now in
0: underdog, he's going ahead of Herbert and Lawrence, and I'm not uh-huh. so sure I would do that.
1: No. No. Heck no, because quite frankly, Justin Herbert, uh, while we're talking about the top tier guys, is a guy poised for a bit of a breakout when you consider where he's being drafted. If you think about him last year being drafted number three uh, in the big three, if you will, at the quarterback position, he was the, the other guy of the trio with Allen and Mahomes, and he was hurt last year, but yet he still put together a pretty decent season with 4,700 passing yards, and now his ADP is below a guy like Fields, I will just let you take Fields, and I mean you in general, not you per se, but I'll just let you, plural, take Fields, and I'll take a, a better receiver or maybe even a running back or maybe even a, 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 a Hawkinson at that point, and I'll get Herbert later. I just I don't get it, man. I'll, I'll take Herbert at the discount all day, every single day
0: okay you're not gonna have a lot of fields and to be clear i mean i'm not targeting the guy i do have some exposure across some best ball as i do to really every quarterback in this tier frankly uh
1: i kind of do too
0: (laughs) but to your point right now i'm just looking at the draft grid on that underdog adp i was just referring so fields is going uh right now if you look at the last three picks of you know you're talking about the receivers and the running back lateral we've got jerry judy christian watson travis Etienne, and harris going just in front of him and then right after him you get joe mixon tj hawks and brandon Ayuk. those are some pretty big studs and if you wait and get even you know we'll make a case here for another guy we're going to talk about in a minute deshaun watson he's all the way at the end of round seven you start talking about the guys in that, those rounds and that's what is there that big of a difference between fields and watson right i mean the opportunity
1: think, cost is, is significant, you man. You
0: have to think, whatever the players are you plug in, that's what you have to really look at. Let's talk about another guy getting a lot of buzz right now, and certainly everybody's thinking about the ceiling. But, James, I don't think enough people are thinking about the floor, and that's rookie quarterback Anthony Richardson. And I don't think anybody's sure that he's going to play right out of the gate. I mean, it wouldn't be shocking. But even if he doesn't, and only start a dozen or so games. And by the way, only started 13 at Florida. So, and he lost half of those by the, so, uh, this guy's bigger and he's faster than Justin Fields, but he can Mm -hmm. put up those rushing stats. This is a team, this whole division, this everything about it. I mean, it could be a really bad team with a guy that runs for his life and that could equal fantasy success. So I get it. It's hard to say, is he poised for a breakout as a rookie, but, Uh, Right now, James, you look at the ADP and people are drafting him like he's already on his way to the breakout. So the price is getting high for me. I got a little bit of him early, but I don't think it's this. I mean, right now he is
1: QB freaking 11. He was 10. He's actually slid.
0: That's just ridiculous. And I'm sorry. I mean, uh, I would again, I guess if you're shooting for the fences, trying to win millions of dollars, those types of moves might do it, but that is not to me uh, a player I'm willing to pay that price on.
1: Nope. and I think when we see in home leagues and non-best ball, even in like regular best balls like the KFFSC one we're doing, where it's just the twelve teams, uh, I think I think you're you're less likely to see shoot for the moon plays like him, uh, like we're seeing in this underdog format where you're trying to beat thousands upon thousands of entries.
0: Any other quarterbacks you'd like to put under the list of breakout candidates?
1: I don't know if it quite stands as a breakout, but I'm going to have my eyes on Mac Jones now, getting into the third year in that system. They're a team that probably plays from behind a lot. I think if you're looking for like a really late Superflex QB2, they went and got Juju Smithster, Smith-Schuster. They they went and got Mike Kosecki. They went and got a, an offensive coordinator, for goodness sakes. Uh, they re-signed Devontae Parker. So there's a nice nice core of weapons around Mac Jones. I don't know if he has, like, superstar QB potential. Maybe he just simply is what he is. Uh, but the fact of the matter is they put a lot of weapons around him. Uh, we think Miami's going to put up points. I mean, probably the Jets are going to put up some points. We know the Bills are. So a lot of, uh, a lot of chances there, and the opportunity cost for him is zero.
0: From breakouts to bust candidates. Let's look at some players over here that we think could be a bust for one reason or the other. And James, I don't know if he's warrant all the hype or even calling a bust based off his ADP. But if you just look at all the attention that the Aaron Rodgers move has gotten to New York, and even talking to some of my jets friends or uh, my, uh, I should say friends that are jets fans, like, They think that this is like going to be Aaron Rodgers from five six years ago. By the way they talk, I mean, is he an upgrade over Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco? Yes, probably. Uh, But this is not the same guy that you know was was flinging around the field. From a fantasy perspective, right now Aaron Rodgers is being drafted as QB sixteen. So. It's hard to really think that he's going to fall under that mark, but if it pertains to the amount of hype he's been given on SportsCenter this summer, I definitely <laughs> think he might fall flat.
1: And here's the deal. So get this, right? A couple of weeks ago, we were talking, I think, more best ball strategies, but Aaron Rodgers came up, and I was like, oh, you know, he's so cheap. Then I started thinking about it, I was like, well, this team has a really good defense. Um, so I know I just made the case for Mac Jones to play in shootouts in the same division. The Jets have a really good defense. Um, the Jets also don't have a great offensive line. The Jets also really seem committed to running the football, given the fact that they drafted Carter. Uh, obviously, Brees Hall, you could say he was just, you had to make a pick on him because he was so good. Uh, will he be Will he be back and good this year? We'll see. They went out and drafted another running back again this year in Israel Abanakanda. Ab- 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 uh, only took me two times to say it. How about me? It seems like this is a team who's committed to playing defense and running the football. What's one of Aaron Rodgers' MVP traits? It's not turning the football over. Well, he can stu- still do that without throwing forty touchdowns and forty five hundred yards. So I think I've done a one eighty on Rogers, and I kind of been with you for a brief minute. I was in on that ADP, and then I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I think I know the, why it's there.
0: That doesn't correlate to the other passing stats. I mean, the Jets. I know that's ranked, what I'm saying. I don't but, see
1: passing yards for him.
0: But the Jets have developed passing. I mean. Just looking at the stats, the Jets have ranked 17th and 14th in passing yards the last two years, and despite that's despite Zach Wilson. You look at the 12 games started by quarterbacks not named
1: Zach Wilson, they averaged 307 passing yards per game. So wait a minute. Rodgers is your bust candidate. Now you're just, you just flipped the script on me. You just turned heel on me. What are you doing here?
0: I already said that I don't think he's going to be a fantasy bust. I put him on this list just because I think that in terms of just the media hype in general. It's not going to live up to it.
1: All right, I'm with you. I'm I'm, I'm wishy-washy as could be. I'm Rogers. not.
0: I don't want Aaron. Here's my fan quick fantasy take to just wrap it up on the veteran is. I'll take him as my QB two if it happens. I definitely don't want to start the guy regularly. So unless it's a super flex format, obviously, then he as a QB two he would be a starter. But I, I think he's going to have some decent games. Uh, will he? It could all go really bad as well. So and if it does, he's a type of guy that might just quit.
1: I can get with that. (laughs) Yeah, I can get with that, too. All
0: right. Who else you got?
1: Actually, Daniel Jones is a guy I'm looking at. Uh, His ADP is up there. It's not quite a QB1 yet, but he's a player who has gotten a pretty decent amount of hype because of, you know, he didn't get his contract extended, and then he had that great year last year. But you dig into it, how great of a year was it? Is that... Is that a team that is that good? Because Daniel Jones, while he did run the football really nicely, he had 15 touchdown passes, 3,200 rushing yards. I'm sorry, passing yards. 700 rushing yards is huge, no question about it. If he doesn't put those numbers up again, though, and not say he can't, if he doesn't, he gives you nothing. And I see no upside to Daniel Jones. Like, he can be a bust. I don't see how he becomes a real true QB1 on a week to week basis, and he's being drafted just after the QB ones are off the board. Where's the upside for him?
0: He's a French QB one. I think it's all it's, uh, it's it's all in Brian Dayball, right? I mean, he's the I guess, the but love I He child, has no yeah.
1: weapons. He has no weapons. And the that's weapons have gotten someone- better
0: than they were uh, last uh, year. Last year uh, he had no weapons.
1: Have they? I mean, you assume Waller's going to play. Well, Saquon's got to come back. Jalen Hyatt, I mean, is a guy I have actually have a little belief in. I, I mean, I think, James is gone. I think they he's have
0: to no QB more. one. He is. I he don't.
1: Is. I don't. I think he's a bus candidate. I, th- right. I mean, you got to remember, uh, a year ago, the Giants were like, nah, we're not renewing your contract. You can be somebody else's problem next year. Then he had one good year, and they go, oh, I guess we better keep you.
0: Let's move on to some other guys I have on the list. Kirk, Kirk. Cousins is a guy that, I mean, he throws to Justin Jefferson. So that's great. And I mean, we know what Kirk Cousins is there, James. He's basically the same thing every time. And to me, this is a guy that I've had a lot of shares of over the years. Uh, and I've been a big fan. And I know the stats say differently, but, I think this is his last year in the in Minnesota, and everybody's in on Jordan Addison being this breakout guy. But I I'm of the belief that I think it's sort of going to be a train wreck in Minnesota. Not to say I don't like Justin Jefferson, and that alone will make Cousins probably a top fifteen quarterback if he stays healthy. But I see a scenario where it goes south and they pull the plug on Cousins potentially. This is the guy's going to be thirty five. He's in the final year of his deal. We've already heard them talking about wanting to get cheaper. And if it goes south quickly and the lions take off with this division and they fall out of things, they might want to finish crappy. So
1: that may be true. I
0: Cousins has been the back of his football card type of player. I mean, he's averaged 266 passing yards over the last three yards or three years, 97 touchdowns in 49 games. I mean, those are elite numbers, top 10 in each category, top seven in each category. But, I just see some risk to Kirk Cousins, and that's why I don't want to have to count on him in too many of uh, too many spots this season.
1: Cousins is a really good best ball play, I think, this year because I think you get to those numbers, but you don't have to pick the weeks you start them. Uh, he can be as up and down as that Indianapolis game was last year around Christmas. I just said that like an old person. Indianapolis. <laughs> Indianapolis. <laughs> I just omitted a syllable. Hey, at
0: least you board. didn't call him Baltimore. Then you would have sounded like a really <laughs> old
1: person. <laughs> I, I truly would have. Um but uh, if you remember, like he had, they had no points. There was nothing going on. It was all second half, and that's what Cousins can be—an absolute roller coaster, up and down. Uh, but in the end of the season, you're going to get what you get from him. So he's the kind of guy I want in a best ball. But there's never a week where, if I'm setting a lineup, I'm going to be real confident in Kirk Cousins in my lineup. Uh, when I would be in guys that are, I don't know if I would be confident in guys that are being drafted around him. I'd be less apprehensive, maybe so more so than more confident
0: yeah that makes a little sense. and again, I mean, for me, it's just like I don't wanna I don't want to lean on him too heavily. It, it, he is what he is. I'll have him in a few spots, I'm sure to a tag of Aloa, another guy on the list and this one James to me is really my concern is still over the concussions. I mean, this guy's one good hit away from his career being over it the way we saw it last year and I mean, do you want to have him as your starting quarterback? I mean, <sighs>
1: I mean, it depends. Is it week two in that Baltimore absolute shootout? Yeah. What other when days? he's there,
0: he's going to have big games. And I mean, yeah. let's put let's put a, the numbers into perspective. I mean, when but when he got hurt in that Thursday night game that we were, well, I was at. I don't remember.
1: I was at there. Yeah, I was there.
0: We were both there. We were in person. This guy came in that game. I mean, he was putting up top five numbers at that time. Mm-hmm. He was averaging two hundred eighty seven yards per contest in those first twelve games.
1: Twenty five touchdowns. They just beat the Bills. They were the they were the thing in the at, NFL.
0: James at that point in the season, he was averaging over a yard more per pass than anyone else in the league because Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle were like human joysticks out there, uh, you know, making mobile like moves. Mm-hmm. But then it, the concussion happened, and that to me, the the upside's still there if he can stay healthy. I'm just not betting on it. I mean, I do have him in some places, but uh, right now he's going as a top twelve quarterback and if he's your starter man you better have a backup plan
1: mhm you better you better have one absolutely quick like uh Kirk Cousins for example just because he kind of fits the uh, bell curve concept of uh last to take a first first to take a second um i'll say this man as you look in the arc of the last uh the last like true good quarterback class which was he uh Burrow Herbert he doesn't stack up when you look at the statistics over the 3 years and i know injuries happen but he has never hit 30 touchdowns, 25 is his career high in passing. He's never hit uh, 4,000 passing yards, 3,500, just over. Last year was his career high. Obviously, the injuries are there. But he, it's not like he offers you any rushing floor either. Like, Tua, we saw some sparks of awesomeness from Tua. But I'm with you, Dan. Um, he's definitely not the back. Uh, when it gets to him in that group of quarterbacks in draft so far, I'm just waiting around a little bit longer for a guy we're probably about to talk to talk about in a, mi- in a minute.
0: Let's go to the next category from bust to bounce back candidates. And James, I mean, Lamar Jackson has to top the list right now as the bounce back candidate. Here was a guy that was league MVP a couple years ago. He's had some injury-riddled seasons. Obviously, the very public contract squabble here this offseason, but he is now signed. He's got the long-term deal. He got paid and very well could be a quarterback to target right now. He's coming a little higher of a price of late, though. I mean, he's up to QB4 in these underdog drafts, a uh, top 35 overall pick. That's the back end of round three right now. I, I've got him QB6, so I'm already below the markets. But I do think he fits a bill under a bounce-back candidate, Todd Monken, coming in here. They've obviously added Odell Beckham, who gives him another weapon, a youngster and Zay Flowers. Let's not forget about the quiet signing of Nelson Aguilar. All that gives this team some more weapons. And what do we know? They have a tough schedule. They're in a tough division. They're going to have to go against some great quarterbacks along the way. So there's going to be some shootouts. So Lamar Jackson, definitely back on the radar. It all boils down to his health. Mm -hmm. Can he stay healthy? He hasn't been able to do it. And again, my trust factor there is definitely uh, beginning to – Basically, I'm not trusting him as much anymore, James.
1: Yeah, and, and here's the deal. I mean, as a Bengals fan, Lamar terrifies me when he's healthy. Uh, and they've got a whole crew of weapons. This thing could go absolutely the wrong way, but this thing could absolutely go the right way for the Ravens. and This could be a terrifying offense to try and deal with. But from a, a
0: fantasy base. perspective alone, are you investing in one, a third-round pick
1: in him? Here's the deal. No. Rinse and repeat what I just said about Fields. I'll wait and take Justin Herbert, a guy who was QB three off the board last year and is going to be a top four QB off the board next year. I'll just wait and take Justin Herbert. It has nothing to do with uh, with Lamar Jackson, a player I like from an NFL fan perspective. It's just that the opportunity cost is too rich for oh, me. Oh
0: Man, I did get a lot of him in some uh, best balls before he signed. And I'll tell you, that was a nice place to get him. You know, bet. Those days have ended quickly. All right, let's move along to some other names. Uh, some more I had just, I mean, a guy I know we've already talked about a little bit on, uh, on SiriusXM and on different podcasts here. I know we're already different on, but Deshaun Watson also has to be on a bounce back uh, list here. I think last year he clearly uh, had a lot of issues off the field that were surrounding it uh, and definitely had Russ. He hadn't played in over two years. And that stint we saw him there, I think, was enough for me. I'm buying in on this whole Browns offense on their ADP and Deshaun Watson. If he, if I'm not getting one of those top tier quarterbacks and I don't hit right with Trevor Lawrence or Herbert, Deshaun Watson to me is like the last stop before I'm like, man, I really messed up how I wanted to get quarterbacks.
1: Yeah. I think the next name's the one that I'll uh, call that last stop. You know where I'm at with Watson. It didn't look good. A lot of time off. I'm just, uh, I don't know. Maybe there's a point where I see something that gets me there. I certainly like Chubb. I definitely like Njoku, so <laughs> I love the-
0: Chubb more with Watson if I'm right because he's going to see like nickel packages all of a sudden.
1: They I mean they're talking about him catching the football too, which is going to help Watson if it happens. Um I don't know, man. I got to see it, I got to see it to believe it. It's
0: the talent around him is is like just from a skill set standpoint. I mean, I know what they have. They all got baggage and there's question marks. But if you look at Chubb, the decent line they've got in front,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we know uh, Amari Cooper is a, a you now a really good player. I mean, people, oh, yeah. people are frustrated with him, but the dude's the dude's a player. They've got Elijah Moore now over the middle. Donovan Peoples-Jones is a good role player here. Najoku is this freak athlete. I mean, dude, they're pretty stacked. I mean, I think that this offense is going to look a lot different this year. They've invested the bank and then some in Deshaun Watson and Deshaun Watson. First offense is what we're going to see in Cleveland.
1: No pressure kid. Uh, hope you can hope you can figure out who you were in Houston three years ago and be that guy again. Good luck.
0: <laughs> QB nine right now. I think the price is right. And the risk is baked into that ADP. Dak Prescott is the name you said is that your last stop. Cause he was the next I had on the list. Uh, Dak has as much risk, if not more, to me than Deshaun Watson. Let me hear why you still believe in him.
1: I mean, right now, I do think that that uh, is a good football team as a whole. Dak had two injury-riddled years in the last three. Before that, Dak was playing 16 games on the regular. Dak had cracked. I mean, Dak almost got to 5,000 yards in 2019. He has got a superstar receiver in CeeDee Lamb there. Uh, now what I expect to be a fully healthy Michael Gallup, another first-round pick in Brandon Cooks, who seems to be the journeyman that just gets it done everywhere he goes. So Dak's got some nice weapons, even without Schultz. I'm not sure how much they'll use the tight end this year. Uh, he can flip it to Pollard a little bit. We'll see what else happens in that backfield. But Dak is one, Dak was a very reliable quarterback who has stumbled across a couple of injuries recently but look at the year in 2021 the blip in between the two injury years he threw for 400 4449 yards and 37 touchdowns that year i will take that as my qb1 and i think that's about your floor with dak prescott this year given that he plays 17 games
0: yeah i mean i don't have a problem with dak as my back end qb but uh and and there there are reasons i i'm a little worried about the uh, Mike McCarthy calling the plays is what it's looking like here. I mean, there's there's, sure. some, there's some concerns. I mean, if it's not Jerry Jones still calling the plays there, I don't know. But uh, either way, uh, I hear you. Russell Wilson's the final name I had on the bounce back list. and I mean, dude, this guy, he completed a career low 60% of his passes, a career-worst 55 sacks. He's 34 years old. But, dude, it's all about Sean Payton here. Can he make him relevant again? I don't ever think we're going to see the guy we used to. I mean, he's never going to run like he used to and scramble to the ability. But talk about a team with some weapons. Talk about a team, another team I'm buying in on the ADP of a lot of their players based off of this factor. Russell Wilson would be that guy right now. I mean, you're not having to pay the steep price of these other guys on the list. He's QB 18 for crying out loud, but... James, if things click right here, he could enter backhand QB1 range, certainly uh, deliver as a top 15 fantasy quarterback, potentially.
1: The price is right right now. I don't know what the upside is for Russell Wilson, though. Uh, His career best passing yardage, if I'm looking correctly, is just over 4,200 yards. He's cracked 4,000 yards just four times in his 11-year career uh, and never got over 42, whatever I just said, just barely over 4,200 uh, I think I think of Russell Wilson in this elite 2B Hall of Famer thought process, and then I look at the statistics he's put up over the years, and I'm like, yeah, maybe maybe that's just not really who Russell Wilson is. So, yeah, he's he's the price is right for him, but I'm not so sure that QB1 upside is, is there, even if he plays 17
0: games. All right, let's wrap up this podcast. Just going through some other storylines, things we want to watch here, just some quick takes, and let's start with Joe Burrow. One, because, well, we're in the quarterback breakdown. We haven't talked about Joe Burrow yet. We haven't talked about Patrick <laughs> Mahomes yet either, but or Josh Allen. But let's face it, uh, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, you're feeling pretty good. Uh, we all know Mahomes is the QB one across anything uh, until proven otherwise. But, dude, yep. Joe Burrow getting Orlando Brown and this offensive line, which undoubtedly is the best offensive line in Zach Taylor's era as the head coach. But, James – I've been listening to some longtime Bengal beat writers, Jeff Hobson and the such, that said this could be one of the best units top to bottom that they've seen in decades here in Cincinnati.
1: I'm very excited about it. Orlando Brown is making all the media stops right now. I hope he makes all the stops that matter against the pass rushers come uh, come football season. Yeah, and
0: Jonah Williams moving over to the right side is the part of it that is, I think, getting un- overlooked. And assuming Lael Collins doesn't get cut and is healthy at some point, I mean, that's also going to help the run game in Cincinnati, which all helps it better there. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, though, James, I mean, obviously, any of the formats we talked about, this guy is elite. Is, is this offensive line enough to think that he could still even take a further step forward from what we've seen these last couple of seasons?
1: Yes. Um, I mean, what that step forward looks like, it might be just simply the completion of the postseason goals, You know, statistically, maybe he doesn't get any better. Maybe he is where he is statistically. It's just a matter about uh, a couple of more wins.
0: Yeah, I mean, you talk about the weapons, and I think that's where he definitely uh, gets a lot of uptick here. When you got Jamar Chase and T. Higgins along with this line, you look at what he does in big games. I mean, he's 4-1 and in his career versus Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. We can debate they're both better fantasy assets, but... Joe Burrow certainly belongs in the same breath, at least from a football standpoint. And last year, people, you know, they're looking at the numbers and I've heard some sort of, but let's remember he played a month of the season without his number one receiver. The down the stretch of a season without, including several playoff wins, without multiple offensive line starters here. So when it's all done, I mean, Burrow, he's averaged 284 yards over the last two seasons, fourth most in the league. He's got 34, 35 touchdowns. I think they're going to keep an uptick here, hopefully with Irv Smith as an upgrade over Hayden Hurst and some of the other parts. But, yeah, James, you know where I think, I mean, the yardage, the attempts could be in that line. But, I mean, I could see Burrow throwing closer to 40 passing touchdowns potentially with this offense if they get into games. The one thing that is sort of a little worrisome is the schedule's a lot easier this year. I mean, there's going to be some games they're not going to need to throw as much, I think. Uh, So it will be interesting, but – Definitely there. What about – you talked about Justin Herbert more. What's the Kellen Moore, in fact, going to be on him in L.A.? I
1: mean, I don't know that it's that as much as it's just – is he going to be healthy? Because he did he threw for 4,700 yards last year after he got dinged up in uh, I think it was week two Thursday night game. Uh, so, I mean, certainly we saw what Dak Prescott did a few years ago uh, in that same offense and things I was just alluding to. And now Herbert with the ability to run the football – I as well as throw the ball to all the weapons he has around him. I mean, I think right now Kellen Moore just kind of wa- it's it's less about him and more about the situation. That's amazing that he walks into with three stud receivers, a tight end in Everett that's been very, very good, a running back who can catch the football and absolutely dominate as well. And Eckler, I mean, Herbert has all the pieces around him in a shootout-friendly off or uh, uh, conference, uh, not only conference, which is accurate, but division, which I mean, uh, I mean, I I think it could be what's. What is what is the effect Kellen Moore is given from being the offensive coordinator in this wonderful offense?
0: The next storyline we're going to look at is the QB battle Bruin in San Francisco. Good news of late Brock Purdy and his recovery from his end of the season injury. He is on track now. To, to be available here potentially early in the season and maybe even before the season, if healthy. I think most are expecting him to be the starter. We know what they invested in, Trey Lance. They've signed Sam Darnold. Some are saying he's ahead of Trey Lance on the depth chart while they're waiting for Purdy to get healthy. This is a mess for the Niners. It's a mess for fantasy managers. What are your expectations of how this thing unfolds this year in for the 49ers,
1: James? This is not a mess for fantasy managers in best ball. If you are taking one of these big time quarterbacks early that we've talked about and you don't want to have a backup until very late, you can take Purdy, you can take Lance, and guess what? If it's Darnold, well, so be it. I'm wrong whatever nice entry fee <laughs> you know what if that's the hey, I'm shooting for the moon and it, by the way if I'm wrong that still means I have either Mahomes or Burrow or whomever as my quarterback yeah that's really my QB1 I love this position here I mean I think we've talked about it in previous episodes where Debo Samuel's been on a lot of my teams and it just makes it easier in these best ball formats to go ahead and lock up Debo with my QB2-3 combo at San Fran and just go I don't care who gets it because I'll get it either way, and I mean, certainly Lance, a former what third overall pick? Boy, I didn't say he was a breakout candidate because I don't even know if he wins the job. But you can't say he's not a breakout candidate.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I hear you. I don't like to burn two best ball spots on the two quarterbacks from the same team, but this it can would... be
1: it can be picked sixteen and seventeen or seventeen and eighteen though.
0: Yeah. Okay, I mean, it is what it is. It's a strategy. It's fair. Uh, I'm anxious to see. It's a (laughs) strategy. I'm anxious to see how it unfolds myself. I am too. Uh, Sam Fran, obviously, an offense that you want to have exposure to and who the quarterback is could have an impact not just on that but all these other positions as well. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about another quarterback. Talk about a guy whose stock is dropping, Kyler Murray, James. And he's coming off a torn ACL now. The disaster that this team's become. They've cut his best receiver. His genius coach has been fired. I mean, this Cardinals team might be one of the worst teams we've seen in a single season in a number of years. Mm Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, you're playing with one of the league's worst roster. A very, uh, you know, one of the most worst offensive lines. There's absolutely nothing to like here about Kyler Murray, but yet he's still getting drafted as a top twenty quarterback right now.
1: I mean, not to mention uh, his ACL injury. But Ertz, is he? I mean, how many games is he going to play? So you said he's lost his top receiver. Or or one of them, I guess, depending on how you 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 put that pecking order. What's his top tight end look like? Who's going to be there? I mean, this offense is an absolute shambles. You'd you'd be hard pressed to tell me that this isn't a team tanking already, looking for the number one pick. The only
0: next guy I'm year. even remotely interested in right now from the Cardinals. Well, there's probably about James Conner. I would still yeah, because of where he's getting drafted. Uh, and bad running backs on bad football teams. I get it, but. Literally, uh, that's he's, about...
1: He's been a top 12 for the last couple of yeah, years, I mean, that's that's He gets in the end zone. I'm with you. James Conner's the only guy there. And Trey McBride... Uh, man, I literally.
0: was going to say, Ertz, if... I mean, he's getting... You can basically get him for free at end of drafts. And I get he's injured, but dude, if he's healthy, I mean, what else do they got?
1: Sure. Yeah, no, I get you. But to the point of the knee, too, with Kyler Murray, I mean, okay, so when does he get back healthy? We saw, we saw Joe Burrow slow to get back to his rhythm with uh, a a slightly longer timetable, about the same timetable on the ACL injury. Um, But he's not a running quarterback. He can run a little bit, but that's not even his game. Like If Kyler Murray doesn't have the threat of running and he doesn't have weapons, why in the heck do you want him on your fantasy football team this year?
0: Another big injury at the quarterback position that we're definitely watching heading into camp is Jimmy G with this foot for the Las Vegas Raiders. James, there's some that don't even know if he's going to make it to a game in a Raiders uniform, and they've got nothing. They even let Jarrett Stidham walk. So this obviously sucks, especially for those that own or have parts of Devontae Adams in their fantasy teams.
1: Yeah, it does. I think this is just a wait and see. I mean, I don't know. There's, I don't know what to make of this. I mean, could, could this really have just gone this far that down the, the path. And then, Oh, by the way, he's actually not our quarterback at all. Like, but that's the Raiders. I don't know. Maybe it does go that way.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, right now
1: I'm avoiding it. I'll I say had, this. I, I'm had avoiding it. I
0: was, I mean, not a ton of it, but I had, I was drafting him as a late, death piece at quarterback and i'm not doing that anymore i've got him right now ranked 31 out of 32 of my starting quarterback
1: i had oh, him at 17th before this news and now i mean he's well down into the 20s mid to late
0: yeah so one final storyline to watch and we talked a lot about Rodgers at the beginning of the podcast and going to the jets that means a new era is beginning in green bay jordan love the new quarterback there finally and james this is definitely something I want to get my eyes on. I'm actually looking forward to it because the Bengals and Packers are going to have a practice here. Uh, so I'm hoping to get down and actually check out both of those teams. And Jordan Love is one of the guys I want to get my eyes on.
1: Boy, talk about one of the things that we'll talk about how the preseasons become more and more useless. One of the things that we'll be looking for in the preseason, hopefully we'll get enough to see out of it, is this right here. How game ready is Jordan Love? It's been a long layoff. Uh, you know, he was a first round talent, but it's been so long. I want to see him just do it. The difference between love and a guy like Watson, who we've talked about before with the long layoff is this price doesn't, isn't this price isn't as rich.
0: No, no. Uh, and I guess this for me, I mean, with fantasy aside right here, it's like, I'm not so sure where I stand on this guy being the future in green Bay. Sure. I, uh, a lot of these guys I have more that we've talked about in the podcast today, I definitely have stronger opinions on love. I don't feel like I've seen enough. I didn't really see a lot of him in college, frankly. Uh, and we've seen very little of him here in the pros. But one thing's for sure. He's got job security for this season. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, here's a guy that sneakily is a little bit of a rushing quarterback in his own right. If you look at least at his college stats, I mean, he's got seasons of seven and nine rushing touchdowns at Utah State. So uh, you look at the easy schedule, too. The Packers schedule is one of the easiest in the leagues. In the first 10 weeks, they only played one team that made the postseason last year. So that's not a bad way to ease your way into things, James, if some of those teams hold true to form. But Overall, the weapons are still a question. Uh, This is a team that wants to play defense and run the football. So from a fantasy perspective, I definitely think the ceiling is a bit limited here with Love, at least this year.
1: Yeah, most likely so. Um, Be interesting to see, you know, Rogers, what he did with Watson and Dobbs. I know they're both obviously taking another year step forward but just be interesting to see what that uh what that looks like this year and how heavily they'll deploy the two running backs versus actually putting the ball in love's hands repeatedly
0: yes it should be lots of fun this was lots of fun james i enjoyed breaking down these quarterbacks we should do this again sometime
1: uh well, you know Dan, uh, I I don't know when you're thinking about it, but same bad time, same bad place works for me. Yeah,
0: we got running backs and tight ends and receivers to still talk about if you've missed any of the other episodes, uh we've already done this off season, including our dynasty breakdown and our best ball strategies. You can get it all wherever you subscribe the Fantastics Insider Football podcast, insiderfootball.com. Be sure to stay tuned for the upcoming release of our Fantastics Draft Advisor. And uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Fantistics, at JamesAdams94, and at Dan Claskins. Until then, uh, James and I, will catch you next time. Thanks for listening in to another edition of the Fantistics Insider Football Podcast.